This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today, Saul brought up a topic that he wants to talk about. It's called the, yes, what's it called? GMPC. The GMPC. I laugh at you. This is a silly thing to do. Well, so what is the GMPC? Uh, it is a game master player character. It kind of sounds oxymoronic, but what happens is, for multitude of reasons, the GM has his own character in the game that he's running. I, I had to read articles on this because I was like, people do that? And Saul, I've, Saul has done it vaguely as it never, uh, he's never played a character when he's running the game. But he has had, his, has had NPCs that have joined the party for various reasons, like to help you fight or something like that, right? Yeah. But I, in my research, I just read a little article that said, of course, this is a really bad idea for lots of reasons. But then I read comments to the question put out by people, if this right. is a good idea or not. Everybody said it was a bad idea except for one person, well, two people. One person says that, yes, he does it often and it works well to keep the party in line and on task. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes hilarious party dynamics. Okay. So there you go. All right. Well, <laughs> I think it's a silly idea. Why is it silly, though? Why is it silly? Really? Why Why is it a okay, big deal? Maybe not silly is not the right word. Right, I right. think it's a very bad idea okay, to do that, this. That's even more better. More better? That's even a better <laughs> comment. But why is it a bad idea in your eyes? Why would the GM play a character in the party? Okay. There is it. Well, there's reasons, right? There's got to be reasons why this happens or... Well, according Excuses. to this guy, the re- the the best reason is it's extremely helpful for si- sorting out in-game fighting, ar- arguing amongst the players, <laughs> which okay. is called role-playing okay, so, and playing a game. All right, so <laughs> that, that one sounds kind of funny. But I came up with my own reasons why people do this, right? From This stems from a, a poll on Facebook. Now, the poll had, had said, said something like, how many of you think it's a how bad or good of idea do you think it is? No, not even bad. It goes... They said something along the lines of spit it out. How often should a GM have a GMPC? And they said sometimes, all the time, or three gradations. None of the answers were never. You should not do this. So obviously it was like something that people did all the time. So a few people mentioned that you should probably shouldn't do this, but an overwhelming number of people said it was okay. And so here are some of the reasons, though. There's reasons. So one of the number one reason is not enough players, right? You only have two, three players. You need four or five players to play the game. Now, th- of course, this a lot of people are... are and this was a D- Dungeons & Dragons group that I was looking at. But this falls almost in, in any other category of RPG, you know. And w- why is there a minimum amount of players? Well, the idea behind that, obviously, would be that the you have to have a well-rounded party. You need a fighter. You need a cleric. You need a spellcaster. You need whatever else you need right yeah i think you're right it comes from that idea i don't i don't even know but that's where a... that idea comes from because i don't remember ever well okay and in, in my th- first 30 years of playing role-playing games and none of my none of my parties that i ran the players ever thought about a balanced party and they shouldn't really have to i mean right. i've been to uh, organized play i think it was either it must have been Adventure League yes. where we sat down at a table and people were talking about how the party needed to be balanced. Well, yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever actually heard the term because like you, two or three people in a in a party 
is a good number if you don't have a lot of people that you know that play games, right? Yeah. And as a teenager, that's what my brother, I was always the person that they pulled in to be the, the third person. And they would just give me a character and I would play it, right? The idea of the minimum number of players, I'll get to the balance party in a minute. But I think the minimum number of players comes from like when you read the, the uh, how to play an RPG, it'll say gather you know, four or five of your friends. You know, Back in the old days, it used to be up to like four to eight of your friends, but now the number has gone down. And if you buy a pre-published module and you buy one, it'll say for four to six characters, right? So the idea gets you know kind of like, in, I think, I don't know. The idea comes from published things tell us that we have to have four to six players. I think that the, I don't think that's what they mean. I think they mean that you could run it for four to six players. Yes. No, no, no. But I it know. doesn't have to be four uh, yeah, players. Of course. Or but, six players. But, but, the, but I it think. It could be two players or eight players. I agree. And some people, I think, take it to heart saying, oh, this game is for four to six players. So if I don't have a, if I only have three players, I need a fourth player. So that's one reason, right? There's not enough players. I need another player. You know, player. But, you know, oh, what about the balanced party? Okay, so hold on. Yes, exactly. Number two, for me, I have, these are things I come up with. The party is missing a key role. And for me, this is always the cleric, right? Nobody freaking wants to play the cleric for whatever reason, for most part, most most of the time. What happens is, is that the GM makes a character that isn't, you know, a role that isn't being uh, used or utilized and makes a character and then puts himself, puts that character in the in the game. Now, the problem I have with this is why they're just using NPC. An NPC, a non-player character, controlled by another player. And you can really make make them like nobody wants to really play, role-play them, and call them stupid names like Biff or Bart, Bob. You know, those. I'm sorry if you're, that's your name. So why don't they do that? Why would a GM make a character? And and the problem is, is that when they make the character, they kind of invest themselves in that character, right? That's what a GMPC is. Where if it's just an NPC... You know, you could just get one off the internet. Hey, guys, you know. But that's not the way a GMPC is played. The GMPC, the GM plays the NPC. The, I understand. The that's one reason, right? But that's you can get around that if you don't have have someone that's a healer. Is You make sure that people have healing potions or they know that they have to get to somewhere where there's a healer. Exactly. That was one of the biggest. That was, somebody said that on the Facebook that, uh, page of that group that I was talking about. Nobody ever wants to play the cleric. So, you know, we, you know, so the, this is obviously the GM responding. Party needs a cleric. So I made a cleric and I play a cleric in my, in my game. And, and then somebody goes, well, why don't you just give them potions? Make them cheap. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. There's always a workaround, right? And if you don't have a cleric in your group, then you're going to be less likely to charge straight forward. You, you may go the roundabout way, right? I came up with another reason. So another reason is, this is the GM. I really want to play. But nobody else is going to GM. So I'm going to have my own character. There's so many problems with that <laughs> on so many levels. But it does happen, right? It does. Right. Somebody gets stuck being the GM. I was one of those people, right? I had, I started a game in 2001. And I, when I first started, I go, okay, I want to, I want this to be like a round robin. And they, they did after like 10 years. After 10 years, yes. A, a, a short 10 years later. But I think that has I to do to, with, I think that has to do with you really wanting to get together and run the game and play and having, you were having fun and running the game. And even though you wanted to play, you weren't adamant enough about the fact that you wanted to play. Well, I was pretty adamant. I, I, every, after every adventure, I said, oh, does anybody want to take this, you know, take over? Because I want to play. 
like, oh, we're not ready. We don't believe we're ready, you know. And it took 10 years, another two campaigns, to finally get to play. And then it died rather quickly. Oh, four. I came up with another one. And one was... Uh, oh, My no. suggestion is that if you don't have anybody to run the game for you, to go find somebody to run a game for you. Mm-hmm. Even if you live in a small town, mm-hmm. there's going to be... You're going to meet gamers somewhere. You have to. Otherwise, you have to. <laughs> you wouldn't have people that you're playing with right now. I think, yeah, I think that can easily be solved. You're right. You can find a gaming store, and I know they're out there. I've seen them. Even when we went to Chico, we went to the Barnes and Noble, and they had a huge role playing section. And but Chico's a big, t- big, bigger town. I know, but I'm just telling you that. But like Corning, right? Corning, California doesn't have a game store. Corning, California doesn't have a bookstore, <laughs> as far as I remember. But it's just really small. They're talking about really small towns, right? And but so, you, if you live in Corning, you drive to other places yeah, to true. do stuff anyway. It depends on how old you are. So you're right. In this case, you know, you, can, you can find somebody else to play with. And there's this thing called the internet, which they didn't have when I was a kid. Yeah, that's right. And you can play on Roll Twenty with other people. Yes. Why is this a bad idea? So I, I have my own. You know, I got my thing. A separation of GMPC knowledge. I think this is a big one because a lot of people have that problem anyway as a GM. I mean, as a PC, you know, you have your character and then you have your player knowledge, right? And a lot of times players won't limit their knowledge as to what the character knows and separate that from what the player knows. For example, if you have somebody who's really smart, you know, has a good grasp of, let's say, they're a mechanical engineer and they're playing a, a fighter with a nine intelligence they come up with some you know some leverage uh idea of how to do something and use you know mechanical you know I, heck i don't even know what it's about i remember steve did something uh what had to do with his character and he he was coming up with like you know with how to use leverage and and, and pulleys and this and that and i said and i even asked him i go would your character know about this and he goes oh yeah it's really simple mechanic and then i'm like well it's so simple i, can, I don't understand what you're talking about <laughs> unless you call me a dullard which i think you might have been actually but anyway so i didn't understand what he was talking about and would somebody in the old days you know, old days. Well, let's say medieval, right? Because D and D is sort of a medieval game. What a what a medieval fighter. I don't know what character class he was. He might have been the barbarian. Would a medieval barbarian know about leverage and pulleys and stuff like that? And I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, obviously they had them back then, but I don't know if, if a simple run of the mill person, average well, person, would know. Well, what is a nine on in normal life for well, intelligence? What a, did you say? A tel- yeah, nine. I think. Basic everything in D and D ten is average, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as you start going below that, you start getting negatives. If you start going above that, you start getting pluses to your roles, basically. And so ten is considered, you know, your average person. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think that some people may know things, not necessarily intelligence. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's why I didn't, I didn't fight it too much. But I was like, it irked the back of my mind, going, "Well, what?" Anyway? And that's I let it go. Called, that's metagaming. That has well, that's what no I was trying to, to get him to admit. But he said, no, this is common knowledge. Everybody knows this. I go, well, I don't know it. Are you calling me dumb? I don't know. Well, maybe. He I could did be. Not, he, he did, he did no, not no. I know. I know he wasn't. But, you know, but, but the simple fact that I didn't understand what he was doing or talking about, I was seriously thinking, well, would his character know about this? And he said, yes, everybody knows this. So I just went with it. I'm like, I'm not going to fight him about it. This is a player character using his knowledge. This is a player character. This is a, a player using his knowledge versus the knowledge that his character would have. So imagine 
You know, that's always a big problem. Imagine a GM who knows everything, right? He's the one making up the game. If he's using the module, he's read the module, and he has to separate himself, his knowledge, from that of his character. And that's pretty tough in, every, in any case. Two, the spotlight. The latest few, last few years, you know, you have to spotlight every character, every character. And def- therefore, every player has to have a moment in the spotlight where they shine, where they do their thing, where they're, they're the hero, right? Or heroine. And, and, and would you put a spotlight on your GMPC? I'm going to go with no. You would think no, right? But it does happen, right? Like the cleric, you know, he might save the party, right? Everybody goes down, and he's the last person fighting. And so literally the GM is rolling for the monster and is rolling for the, the cleric. And the cleric heals people and is able to, you know, right, you know uh, raise or you know, heal people so they can stand up and start fighting again. And he becomes the hero of that situation. Spotlight stealing. Yeah, it could happen. Another thing, now this one's pretty bad. This one's pretty terrible. Role-playing with yourself, right? <laughs> right? You get in a situation where the party the party goes, oh, cleric, you, well, let's, I'm just not using a cleric. You know, maybe he's, he's not a cleric. But anyway, the GMPC is a cleric. And the party all takes off to go somewhere, and they leave the cleric somewhere. And then they go, oh, cleric, the cleric should go you know, do something. So then the, the GM starts role-playing with himself. You know, he goes to the market or to the potion shop or he goes to his church and he's talking to the local priest or, you know, whatever you call him. And he starts role playing that. Right. He starts having a conversation with himself. I now, don't really want to be in that game. <laughs> now, I've actually done this where not a GMPC, but an NPC where I, I role play. I'm like, and it was ridiculous. And I just stopped it. I'm like, OK, this happens. You know, I just what do you call it when you just. Tell people what happens. Yeah, tell people how to role play it out. I've read horror stories where people, GMs, are role playing with themselves for like 20, 30 minutes at a time while the rest of the players are sitting and watch him role play with themselves. Maybe that GM needs to write a book <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, you know, it does. You know, the thing is, is that it's weird stuff like that happens. And whether it's by, by design or by accident, it just doesn't make for a good pl- role. Unless, you know, your players. Love seeing, love being passive players, right? They're like, oh, entertain us. Let let let, let the GM uh, do an excellent rendition of, I don't, know, I don't know who, but whoever. This doesn't sound like a good idea. Shakespeare. <laughs> What's that, Hamlet? Yeah, he maybe he does Hamlet where he talks to himself and talks to the ghost. <laughs> now that you've cracked yourself up. Yes, I'm a, I'm a best uh, fan. What do you think? I think this is not a good idea. Okay, fourth is abuse, right? Like, like the, the guy you read about just a little while ago that he he needs to you know what what does he say he needs to to sort out the game fight f- game in game fights in game the argue the arguing amongst the players about and, what he they ha- and do. another one was saying that he has to put him on the right track right yes to keep him focused on task <laughs> focused on task and get back on my railroad you bastards because you guys are messing up my game you know it depends I don't know people like all kinds of different games right I don't consider that in a role-playing game well maybe it is but i don't know what it is i don't know that sounds kind of crazy to me that if your if your players need that much intervention to keep i don't know i, I that's that sounds funny doesn't it that sound funny well yeah i i think that you could probably do whatever you need to do with an npc but an npc doesn't you don't need to role play the npc with another npc or you don't really need to role play the NPC, right? Right. If you're gonna have an M- a GMPC, well, then you just make it an NPC and give them control to another player. 
So that player, you know, will say, oh, "Okay, uh, Bob is gonna Bob is gonna heal me." Okay, fine. Well, one of the things that they say is that <clears throat> they need um, to be able to give information to the PCs. So a lot of these people use the the GM PC as a way to as divine intervention to tell them <laughs> things that they don't know. That's terrible. But I I read the horror stories about this, <laughs> and I'm so confused as to why you would want to do this. The horror story that I read was people trying to figure out a puzzle, right? Oh, puzzle. Don't put puzzles in games, people. Puzzles <clears throat> suck. Only for you. No. And then, um, so the the GM had the the NPC come in or the P, his PC come in and say, well, you guys have been working on this for a long time. I think this is what the solution is. Wow. Exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about. Well, and then that, he wanted to know why the players got upset with him. Cause he put a puzzle in this freaking game. Okay. People, this is the problem with puzzles, right? You may come up with a puzzle, fantastic puzzle. And you may think it's the easiest thing in the freaking world to figure out. But let me tell you, when you get a group of people together and they will try to figure out a puzzle, they may not get it. And if your whole campaign or your whole game is depends upon the character solving something, or f- it's like that, it's like that clue. If they don't, or that door, if they can't get, get past that door, if they can, don't find a certain clue, then the game stops, right? And that is not fun. Frustration is not a good role playing endeavor in my book. Anytime I've seen it happen, I've seen it happen terribly. Where people remember that that rope that game at. at Kublicon, I, I was watching. Me and Felipe were watching, and they they couldn't f- figure out how to get to into a secure base. And the GM obviously had uh, one way to do it. And these other and the players were coming up with some fantastic ideas. None of them were working, and none of them working. And then the the way to do it seemed kind of like the dumbest way to do it. But that was the w- only way to do it, and when you have that kind of situation, you're gonna get, you're gonna lead to a frustrated group of people. In that case, give them the clue. Don't even roll to open the door, or it'll take, oh, it'll take five minutes to open the door, or whatever. But m- don't make that roll. You know, if they can't, if they need a twenty, and they're just gonna be rolling dice, to, you know, I'm gonna try it again. I'm gonna try it again. You know, that is, that's not role playing. That's not fun. And frustration, I don't think, is ever fun for anybody. A little bit is okay, though, when you're frustrated a little bit with the, the situation. But if the, if the game does not move because because of a puzzle, come on, you know that's that sucks. And I, I think uh, there's plenty of stories out there that tell you, you know, that don't do it, don't do it, do not do it. I don't know how many times I can say it. Well, now that Saul's gone off on a tangent <laughs> about puzzles, about anything that's going to impede the game, that's what I'm saying. You know well, this is my advice to you, Saul. If the players don't figure out your puzzle. Let them come up with an idea on their own and say, oh, well, you figured out the puzzle. Well, that, that's another way of doing it is after they have you know, multiple ideas of how to figure it out and they try one thing and they miss and they try another and they miss. Well, the third time's a charm. They figured it out. If it makes sense to them, it doesn't matter if it was the right way to do it. But if it, but, but that's if the game stops at this puzzle. If they don't need to solve the puzzle and so they're just like, well, they can just bypass it by ignoring it, then that's fine. But if the game needs to go on and they need to figure out this puzzle, they have to be able to get that clue or whatever you want to call it. They did that in Lord of the Rings where when they get to the the wall, the, yes. the door. The dwarven wall. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and they're all frustrated and they're like, oh my, like, imagine a game, you know, if, okay, uh, you know, smorgasbord, abracadabra, what did I have for lunch? You know, and finally the, the GM goes, or the GM, you know, Jim goes, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, speak, friend. 
and you shall answer. There you go. So Saul's Saul's advice is don't put puzzles in your games. Yeah, yeah. and yes, and if you do, don't have a your PC in piece your whatever. Figure out what the that was hilarious. Yeah, you're right, and I can understand that. I can understand that frustration. So, so number four, the GM, this can easily lead to to abuse. That is what I'm talking about. Abuse, not necessarily like abuse, like you know, slap around the, the other characters and stuff like that. But the GM inserting himself into the game too much. You know, you already are everybody in the world. Everything that exists in that world is you, except for the PCs. You don't need to insert yourself again by having a, G- a GM PC, and you control them. And there's nothing wrong with having joining another fighting force or something. If you need more people to fight, let them join. You don't have to play out every single role for them, right? Oh, yeah, They're just yeah. on the side fighting those the horde over there. It's okay to have a... We had an NPC fighter who had knowledge of the area in one of our parties. Yeah. But he was an NPC. Literally, for the most part, we forgot about him. Yes. Unless he was needed to answer a question right that's what yeah. the npc is right it's just a player a non-player character right that is in this world to give out information or, or help to help out something. they need i think he was a fighter and forget what reason give them to you or let you use them or whatever you want to call i believe it. there was were dragons involved oh anyway so but i don't i didn't roll for his to hits and stuff no. like that i just gave him to you here here's his character sheet you over there whatever person it was you roll for him we didn't even roll for him. No? No. Oh, then there you go. He was in the fight, but it was never said what he did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably a better way to do it than to... It was kind of like off camera, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That gets this... But he wasn't my character, right? He no. was just an interesting character. Like, you know, like he had a name, and I gave him a little bit of a personality. But other than that, he just... I was just something I did naturally. I didn't, you know, oh, I, I don't want to make a GMPC. And I, you know, you know, it was just, oh, that's, that's the way you do things. You know, you make an NPC... If 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 there's a niche that your your party needs, but he was really off camera. He really you know didn't really get in the way. He didn't come up with ideas, and every once in a while he might say something. But he was a quiet dude, as I remember. <laughs> so there's all kinds of reasons why it's a bad idea, and a lot of people GMs. I think GM, it's just a bad idea. I think you know, and there's all kinds of excuses that they people make. Well, you know, th- this is what I heard, or this is what I read. I only use him. He doesn't have an impact in the game. All he does is the minimal. He doesn't do anything more than heal, usually to cleric, or he just rolls to hit. He doesn't have a lot of input in the game. That's an excuse I've read. Why? You know, it's okay. I think people could do that, and it, it's possible. But I think you just, for the most part, I think it just can cause problems. And people who are GMs and they want to play, you know, go find a different game to play in. Certain your character. The whole fact that it's a GM PC, to me, tells me that you have too much invested interest in this PC, this character. I agree. And anytime that happens, I think you're setting yourself up for some problems. Because you're not going to want to kill that character off. Or, you know, if he dies, he's got, he wants to die a glorious death, right? Where an NPC, he might, oh, Bob, he was a good cleric, but he fell. Okay, well, let's get another new guy, right? Where, you know, he might fall, you know, he might trip and hit his head on the wall and died. Sometimes people do that with NPCs. Like, you meet somebody and then they <laughs> kill him off, which is fine because once good. the characters get invested in it, then it, it's a motivational thing, right? Did I do that? I don't know. I think 
Somebody did that. I forget who it was. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's not the same thing as playing an NPC. Oh no no. When you're yeah no. That's what happens when you're an adventurer. It it is good to have people your players get what is it uh, emotionally invested. Emotionally invested in a PC, you know, they, they get used to them, they talk to them, and, and if you or the GM are lively enough to run the NPC in that manner, it's fine. Because then you set them up for the, you set up the players for a big, you know, uh, emotional game, which if you're looking for it, it's pretty cool. Or that, oh, he killed Bill, they're going to pay, you know, and so you, that's part of the game where they're going to go after this guy, this wizard, this, you know, evil cleric or, or whatever you want to call him, whoever did it. They're going to go after him because they killed one of your NPCs that you liked. And that's brilliant. I'm just going to tell you that as a person who actually runs games, it's hard enough just to play the character, the monsters, okay? Let alone, <laughs> and if, you have, if you're running a high-level game and there's lots of monsters, that's hard enough to do. Why would I want to play another character? I just don't understand. Like I said, it's just it's, uh, the idea is that I think usually it's just a GM that doesn't play enough. If it's more nefarious than that, then terrible. Like that guy who wants to control the game by, you know, if they deal with Dally too much, you know, they need direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they need to be on, on task. Okay, Taskmaster. <laughs> I don't know that my players would enjoy that. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's, I think that, that's funny. I think that's, it's funny, but it's sad. In fact, I was talking to my son the other day about what he thinks the best part of role-playing games are oh, besides fighting i said i made that caveat oh, yeah, yeah. fighting is his favorite thing but he says that's when the actual role-playing takes place when you let the characters do what they want like you let them go shopping you let them go fishing you you let them do you just say what are you going to do and they tell you right and he goes that's that's the good part of it. that's the actual role-playing versus fighting right so but he's he, he's 16 now, so he has a, a different view of. Well, fighting is a tactical thing, right? Yes. It's it's, a, it's my brains and skills versus the GM me usually and you now, and that's tough because they're pretty good at their freaking fighting. They know their characters pretty well. They also like to solve mysteries. Yes. No, but I'm talking about mechanically fighting. It, yeah. it's, it, it is a it is a different game than role playing. And I understand a lot of people who don't like the whole fighting mechanic and stuff like that, that the RP stops when the initiative is called. And that's fine. I understand that reasoning. But you're right. But when, when you're uh, playing, you know, when I ask the players, what do you guys want to do? And it's not has to do with combat. Then they're able to express themselves in any way possible. Now, that other GM who puts them on task, he's not going to ask that question, right? right. He's going to say, okay, uh, when did you get moving? Yes, we all buy supplies. Here's a hundred gold. We will buy whatever supplies we need, and we gotta get to the next town, right? Because that's the next part of my of my adventure. Oops, no, I didn't mean to say that. But you know what I mean. So I think when you're a GMPC and that's the reason why you're doing it, that's go go write a book, go do something else because GMing probably not your what you're looking for. It's hard to be the GM, be in charge of all the the idea of what the game is gonna be, right? And then letting the players do what they want right and then actually running monsters or encounters with other yeah. things is is not necessarily the easiest thing to do right no so i just think it would be hard to add an extra thing of being a player in there and right even if i need to disseminate information or something like that <laughs> right 
That's hilarious. That, that obviously is an example of what can happen when you <laughs> when you have a GMPC. Whatever excuses you give, just don't do it. GMs, you're creative enough, you're intelligent enough to come up with other ways and insert yourself into the game or insert your own character into the game. And to bypass any excuse or any reason people come up with having a GMPC. You guys are smart and ladies are smart enough to deal with every, any situation you come up with. So I think that's what you should do instead of. And if you think your players need another player, find another player. Or if you think they need a character to go with them, then Saul's right. Print out an NPC from the internet and give it to one of them to run. There you go. And I guarantee you they're not going to want to run it as two characters they'll just have it as a well you know a part of role playing is problem solving so if you don't have a key role you're gonna have to come up with something right you know there are things called hirelings and and well no but just ways around it right you know maybe maybe don't kill everything you come across and say you know that guy looks a little tough for just the three of us how about we just go this way and go around them or whatever you know play intelligently instead of killing everything you see on site right you can do it you can come up with things other than inserting the GMPC into the game. I think it's better off for everybody. It's easier that for you as a GM not to have to worry about the, uh, your character getting killed or your character giving up too much information or being too much in the spotlight. And that role-playing with yourself for 30 minutes, probably. And if you are running a, a GMPC, look around at your players and see their facial expressions when you're doing it. <laughs> And it might give you an idea whether they like it or not. Most likely, they're going to look annoyed. Well, uh, and then if if you you know don't ask, oh, is it okay if I have a G my own character? You know, don't as a GM, you're like they're like looking at you, going, oh, if we say no, <laughs> what's he going to do? Is he going to stop playing? You know, no, exactly. I totally. So that's not a fair question to ask the, the players. You know, oh, you get there's only three of you players. You mind if I you know play my you know bring my which is uh, yeah, you know, can imagine. That's not fair. That's not a fair question. If that's the reason why you think it's okay, well, probably not. It's not okay, okay, because it's kind of an abuse of power already. Don't do it. There's all kinds of ways you can go around it. It's just a bad idea. And Saul's adamant on this. I'm pretty adamant about it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but it's a pretty bad idea. <laughs> so there you go. This is gaming perspectives with Saul and Jolene. Have hey, a great day. You have a good day. Hey.